0: In a purchase order, we would outline the scope of works for that subcontractor.
1: Because they
2: don't
0: read that, do they? Well, they
2: should. <laughs> they, it off.
1: they should. What about guys just trying to like weasel out of shit? Oh, I didn't allow for that. Yeah. <laughs> that happens every day.
2: Again, that comes down to subcontractor selection. <laughs> like in early days, you used to get that a lot. But then. <laughs> early days. You know. it still happens. <laughs> and yeah, it still happens. But yeah. you we, don't always get everything right either. You know, it's it's about, you yeah. know, okay, if a mistake's happened, Why has that happened? How do we make sure it doesn't happen again? Mm, Yeah. is the key.
1: We have two very special guests today. We have um, Bevan and Adrian from Dimpat, architectural builders in Melbourne, OGs in the game. <laughs> Does it that mean we're it <laughs> old or? It come, the, the age comes with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this is also a very special episode because it's the first time we're drinking beers on the show. Oh, cheers. Cheers. Cheers to the Friday afternoon, <laughs> 2 p.m. when nothing bad happens. <laughs> exactly. Hopefully. Now, we did go with Carlton Dries because Bevan wanted a low-calorie option. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's why. <laughs> um, cool. I mean, could we just start with, I mean, a, a lot of these listeners will know who you guys are, but does one of you want to do a quick introduction on DIMPAT, what yeah. DIMPAT is?
2: I mean, it's kind of odd to hear a lot of people know who we are, but um, we're DIMPAT. Bevan's the DIM, on the PAT. Um, we've been going for nine odd years now. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been fortunate enough to build some amazing homes in Melbourne, in and around Melbourne, uh, we continue to do so. Um, and yeah,
0: with the city, so much growth that, yeah, basically.
2: yeah, you know, we've got 40 guys on the ground, um, you know, 10 people in the office, you know, Bevan's lost all his hair. I'm still trying to hold on to mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's us in a nutshell. Yep. try to have fun every day yeah
1: 40 guys on the on the on on the ground out, out in the field mostly carpenters
0: yeah because they range from car anywhere from site managers through to uh apprentices site managers through to yeah. apprentices yeah so, so we
2: uh don't subcontract out our carpentry oh yeah so, so it's all, all, in-house. Your, all yeah. in-house all your
1: carpentry packages are yep. done in-house yeah what can we Let's just go straight into that, I guess. I mean, what what was the decision-making? Because I'm sure it was a tumultuous process and a lot of back and forth, or was it really easy and simple? As soon as you could, you just switched over.
2: Well, it's probably we, we fell into it because Bevan's carpenter by trade. Um, so starting out early days, we had a crew of four guys, five yeah. guys, six guys. And that guys. just naturally grew. And it just kind of naturally grew, yeah. Hmm.
1: And were you guys ever doing contract carpentry work or was it just always for you guys? Entirely? That's how we
0: first started out
1: together before I was
0: sole trading by myself and then when we I became partners at age, we started doing carpentry packages mm-hmm. first and then that slowly worked into our own work. Yeah.
1: Wait, how, how You said you're the Dim, he's the Pat. How
2: does that? <laughs> uh, so it? Dimic and Pat. so the first three letters are his name, last three letters are mine. So surname. wait, so sorry,
1: but yeah. your name's Bevan? Bevan Dimick. Oh, the surname. Mate. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, sorry. Yeah. Come
1: on. That's, <laughs> I, should have, I, should have, I should have picked that up. Yeah. yeah, cool. Um. So then how do you, so is, is there, you know, how do you run your projects then? Like, is it just, is it, you got your CA and estimators in the office and you're, you with your PM and then your site managers on yeah. site, your carpenters, laborers. Yeah. Is that sort of the setup? And you guys are client facing. Yeah, so we sort of split yeah, our exactly. work. Um, I'd say probably 60,
0: 40 between Adrian and myself. Um, we have PMs at work underneath us, and then each of one of our sites has a dedicated site manager. That will be there from start to finish. And then that also has a dedicated apprentice. And then we have what's called like a floating carpenter, which will sort of come in and help with punch
1: in later. Keep the job moving forward, right? So you, yeah. So so you'll you'll have carpentry crews that run job to job, essentially. Yeah, as as opposed yeah. to like a subcontract right option. But you'll have a carpenter and a site manager and a labourer yep. assigned yep. to a job. Yeah, really. Yeah, and so you so you guys are like a you guys are both like construction managers. Then is that
2: no? Well, uh, as in terms of our role in the business, yeah, yeah. you could say we're kind of project directors mm. essentially. Um. And then we've got our PMs, CAs, yeah. and, and flow on down. Yeah.
1: And and so, who's client facing? Is it the PMs and you guys, or mainly you guys? PM and us. Yeah, yeah. Is that do do you find client facing is sort of the most challenging part of the the job or the process? No, not, not no really, really. No, no. we naturally find it quite easy. Yeah. Well, I'm saying like is it Do you think it's hard to hire for maybe?
0: Uh, yeah, it is hard to hire for hundred percent. You gonna yep. be pretty selective with the persons that you front your business with, um, which we do a lot with our sort of HR processes and so forth.
2: Mm. Um, and, and basically all our PMs we've got now, uh, they've come up through the business. Yep. So they've been site managers. Now they're project, uh, project managers. Um, so we already, Understand what the person's like before they even get to that role. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you, so what are you guys trying to achieve? Is it like, a, a, are there goals sort of moving forward into the future in terms of like, what, what, are we just trying to do do more and bigger and better or is it just just be consistent with what we're already doing? Or? Uh, look,
2: consistent with what we're doing, uh, continue on, um, you know, what we're doing, how we're doing it and just getting better every day really. Yeah, is the you know perfect, perfect goal perfect you know? yeah yeah and and is it like
1: and are you, so are you pretty happy with your procurement model now and sort of how the, the 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 business is structured like it's just working
0: yeah 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 it's like it's busy like we're busy like we got a lot of work mm. going on at one time and in an ideal world you'd like less um, to give you a bit more of a work life balance but um
2: no, then naturally, I think we're happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We see, we, we see a job, we get sucked into it because yeah. it looks so good, and yeah. we want to build it and can't yeah. say no. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> we are a sucker for punishment. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: So, so that's I guess that's one of the things you guys are working on is is trying to manage manage your capacity yeah. better. Yeah. Right? yeah. What else are we are we working on trying to trying to improve or or, or, or creating systems? Probably more or? probably more of a client
0: selection base. Um, we are moving away from competitive tender, more towards an ECI process, which has been, I guess, an on and off process for the last four years. Like we've had, say, half our projects were ECI, half a competitively tender one. Whereas now we're probably moving more towards, a, I guess, it's probably more of an 80-20 model at the moment. Mm. And, you know, moving forward, we are solely focusing on ECI as opposed to competitively Mm.
1: winning projects. Yeah. So, what what does that early contractor involvement process look like with you guys? So, that's, so normally you're approached by the architect? Yeah. Yep. So, if I'm an architect and I, I approach you guys with a project and I say, um, we're looking at this job, the documentation's at the X stage. Yeah. How What's that conversation like and what, what what does that process look like?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, depending on what stage the documentation's at. So, let's say they've just come out of. Um, town planning mm. so they've got town planning set and they might have early engineerings you know who, who, who knows we um you know sign them and the client on so we basically a consultant and we work through the documents pricing it at each stage and um, generally we kind of we find price we're pricing every sort of two months through it so it's like continual um, turnover um yeah so so we price it up go through the stages you know get to a point where everyone's happy with um you know we've had clients that have said you know we only want to spend x amount so everyone works to achieve that x amount whatever it might be
1: yeah and i i, I think for, from a client perspective the uh, one of the concerns that sort of comes to my mind is um how do i know that 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 the pricing is is true and competitive um how does, how does that, is it, just, is it based on trade breakdowns with a, a, a transparent margin or like how does that work? Hey. I, like ideally for us early, we're, we're sort of pricing it in house
0: and off previous projects we've done similar and doing lock for lock pricing. And then when we, as the detail sort of gets trip fed through to us, then we'll start trip feeding out to trades and allocating you know, the, the right person for the right project. Yeah. So for instance, we'll go to a particular joiner because we know that joiner can achieve that detail or, we'll, you know, yeah. and we work that way and it's a bit more of a, and the way we sort of explain it to the client is that we're working for, we're obviously going to an A-class subcontractor and, um, yeah. And then we, we will work back from there if the pricing isn't at a level that they want to yeah. be at.
2: But, but, but it is all kind of essentially open book in the sense. Yeah.
1: That, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So trade, so trade pricing plus. Plus margin, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, um, and and so and I mean, that, so that's one area of pushback that I've just thought of uh, when it comes to that client relationship. Are there, like why why do other builders or why have you guys found in the past builders struggle with um, selling the the idea of an the uh, ACI style procurement
2: method? Probably time. Um, a lot of builders uh, are time poor. So going through this ECI process, it takes a lot more time and effort and energy and, and everything to do. Mm. Um, so a lot of say, I guess, other builders or you know, um, other people that are time poor, to them, it's probably more of a hassle than not a hassle. Um, you probably find, you're yeah. probably finding you're, you're spending
0: double, if not triple, the amount of time pricing ECI as opposed to a competitive tender.
1: But yeah. the but the better. So, so then what's good about it is you' you're, you are being paid for some of your time yep. and you you should have a better quality package to build off mm-hmm. in terms of the design and your relationship building along the way as well which is massive. massive one you know? so is that the main thing yeah the main thing is that you' you're building rapport and, and that relationship and yep. the trust with the client with the client yep. yeah as opposed yeah. to you know signing a contract with a person that you met twice in your life. And it's also just just from a psychological standpoint, it's we're all working together towards a goal, yeah. As opposed to, I'm submitting a price for your job.
2: Yeah, it, it's yeah, yeah, exactly right. It, yeah. It's
1: like it's like we're all, like you said, we're all working towards a budget, or we're all yeah. Whereas it's like traditionally, it's like, well, you're a builder, so you're naturally going to fuck me. Like, do you know what I mean? like the mentality? Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: And and mm. that but that that's I guess an unfortunate scenario is mm. a lot of people do have that mentality.
0: Yeah, it's a stereotype. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Um which we're trying to iron out.
2: Yeah. Break down those walls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. So do do you find that that ACO, do you guys end up influencing the design a lot as well?
0: We give suggestions, but we try and steer clear <laughs> from giving suggestions. Right. Um Yeah. We'll get,
2: yeah. <laughs> we get there. We've always got our own ideas, but generally we get shot down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but in terms of cost scenarios and you know, oh, if we do this a particular way, um, yeah, I'm, I'm more and I'm, the design intent still the same. Yeah. then yeah,
1: yeah. I'm I'm not talking about design intent. Yeah. I'm more talking about like construction method and yeah, and yeah, and yeah. And yeah,
0: hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: We'll put forward suggestions for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so that that ECI process is working well for you guys yeah it
0: works well we sort of do like a uh like, like adrian was saying before we'll price it early and then we sort of catch up with clients on a monthly basis um and they'll go through where they are at with you know their current design and we'll t- t- we'll tell them where we're at in terms of pricing and we sort of it's a teamwork based thing where we work together to get to that client budget so and then we'll probably catch up with the client every two months And sort of present where we're at, and it's yeah, yeah, we love
1: doing it, right. So it's it dramatically increases your success rate in terms of from a sales standpoint. And also, sorry,
0: you go going back sort of two, three years ago, we're probably pricing sixty to seventy projects a year in terms of tender. Nuts, and now we're sort of around probably ten to fifteen. Which right. is a massive difference,
1: and are you doing <clears throat> more work now than you were doing two years ago or we're probably we actually increased our mm-hmm. estimating
0: department we added an extra resource um to to
1: help with pricing less work right so yeah. you've the base based on sixty to seventy down to ten to fifteen you have you've you're essentially four or five xing the amount of time you're spending yeah. on 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 tendering yeah um, which in theory would give you a more accurate price yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm. yeah so, I was yeah. just going to touch on one issue with tendering that kind of really spurred us on with this was you tender, it's mm. over budget, they've got a QS report mm. that says, oh, it should be on budget. The
1: Rawlinson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah,
2: <laughs> literally. Yeah. And, you know, then you end up spending four or five weeks value managing the job to get it back into budget. Yeah. It's like,
0: well, you can. When a client's been sold on a design that they like. And yeah,
2: reduce all that. They're pulling out then... all
0: the nice things they like out of the job to get it to a budget that they want to spend. So, um, yeah, it can be a bit of a frustrating process.
1: Yeah, I mean, do you see an issue with architects knowing how to manage expectations with with their clients in terms of the design that they're being sold?
2: I wouldn't say it's an issue. It's probably that, you know, everything we do is is almost a prototype. It's, you know, it is, putting yeah. putting together known details into a prototype, basically, every house. So I don't think anyone can really know what the final price is going to be yeah. until it's priced up. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, like, I think it's probably going hard on the architects to say, oh, they don't manage expectations. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they don't, you know. It's a, you know, they've got a budget for, say, a one-storey house and they design a two-story yeah. house. That happens, but I think a lot of the time is it's all these really nice elements brought together, and it's about bringing them together into a, I guess, you know, affordable for the client, whatever it might be, home.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a model that just plus, makes
2: sense. Plus, also
0: prices have gone through the uh, roof yeah. over the last, you know, three-year period. Yeah. I think prices and, have just gone up. <laughs> yeah, <Romania>. exactly. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, the clients are getting engaging an architect two years before it's getting built. Mm. So they're going to the architect with a budget of say you know half a million dollars. Is that half a million dollars in two yeah, years? Yeah, but
1: their wealth has grown a lot over the last two years <laughs> as well, mate. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey,
1: you, use that one with
0: the client next yeah, time,
1: yeah. <laughs> mate. I know the stock market's been going good, yeah. yeah, yeah. good for you,
0: mate. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's another you know, a sticky situation
1: for mm. yeah you know, architects to deal with. So do you, so uh, tendering no good. ECI fantastic. ECI fantastic is DNC too far now in terms of if you like to go full DNC is that is that a step too far for you guys would you guys ever do full, full DNC
2: I don't think so it's not it's not what we do like you know no. it's not our thing yeah
1: no I mean I expected that answer but <laughs> yeah, yeah. come on boys yeah. there's gonna be a little bit of we're trying to make an entertaining show here yeah um is it is it, it like is it like you recognize that the architects are good at what they do so you just want to let them yeah, yeah let them- and we respect
0: but we respect
1: yeah. their of, of their design
0: yeah so and we're enjoying what we're doing so trying something else on top I think it would just be at a little bit too
1: much mm. yeah what do you, do you like are you guys seeing any like interesting trends or things happening in the industry or or like are you guys have you guys thought about or exploring um like other avenues you can take the business or other ways you can like for example, I know like there's a few builders now who run their own joinery. Yeah. For example. Yeah. Like are there things like that that, that interest you guys or you guys are seeing more and more?
0: That's something that we've been discussing for quite a while because it gives us more control over a project. Um we'd probably look at it more as a production as a whole. Um, whether we went into windows, joinery, and it just gives us more management as a, on that actual element. Yeah.
2: And you, you know what joiners are like, you
0: know,
2: <laughs> terrible. always late, terrible, Yeah, shop drawings, half done. Yeah. Well, the <laughs> problem is they're all 30 years older than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they're all 50. Yeah. yeah. The ones who, the, the ones who are doing the beautiful work. Yeah. Yeah. 50 and, um, dried up and upset and angry at the world. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, it's a good scenario how how have you found it in terms of
1: doing that was that that was just me being cheeky yeah, yeah. <laughs> i respect a lot of these guys yeah help yeah me. of course yeah like yeah. joe joe from Exclu- have you guys worked with um exclusive cabinets before no joe from exclusive he's a grumpy old italian guy but he's beautiful he helps me i you know that's good my dad's factory neighbor you know he's yeah yeah and it's actually i mean martin from have you worked with creative cabinets martin zanon no. those old school guys They helped mm. me a lot Yeah, that's good sorry i Interrupted you? Oh no, no! I
2: was just going to ask, like, how how have you found in terms of the, the old grumpy guys? And you know, I imagine probably still doing hand drawn shop drawings almost um, versus you know, kind of coming in with this new age approach.
1: Well, well, I mean that, if like, I mean, from a from a business standpoint, from a from a competitive edge standpoint or, or, or how mm. we're going to, or how we're trying to create the value proposition around our product. I think that's certainly one area that we've tried to target. It's that, that the same way, you know, similar in, along the veins of that, that ACI type thinking is let's work together to get mm. something across the line, mm. as opposed to this natural or this, this default tendency to think that every relationship is adversarial, mm. the builders out to get me, architects don't know shit about how anything's built. And these clients are rich, so they can pay for it. Like that. Like that's almost like the, the 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 default thinking that that I've seen a lot of. So that's that's naturally where we go in and tackle. So like the way that I've tried to create the value proposition around my product is there's three key stakeholders. Mm-hmm. Number one's the builder. That's that's who we're contracting to and who we represent. Yeah. So we need to give them. We need to be professional, and we need to give them a product on time. Quality is a. That's a baseline. Mm. That's like there's plenty a, of quality out well, there. It's a given. It's a given, yep. right? And then there's the architect. We we're we're trying to give them a sense of security and safety. You know, they've got a design intent. Are are these guys going to deliver on it or fuck it up? Are they going to be difficult to work with? So we're trying to give them a sense of security. Yeah. And then for your end clients, and and also you know, look. The, again, I'll repeat it. it. Goes without saying, throughout this whole process, it's about representing the builder well and being professional. And then and then the, the magic. The, the magic selling point is if, you know, if we can ever get there is, is to create a sense of exclusivity for the end client who actually lives in the home. Mm. It's like, fuck this, this kind of cabinetry isn't something that money can buy that my other rich friends can get just by yeah. paying someone. Yeah. They're, they're the three stakeholders and that's what we craft our, what, what I've tried to, and I'm still aspiring to craft the value proposition around.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, so just on that, in terms of yeah, well, what you said there, I think you hit the nail on the head. Was um, be profesh- professional and on time, and the qualities are given mm. like professional and on time. Mm. It's amazing how many people don't understand that. Yeah, probably not so much like everyone understands being professional, but on time.
0: <laughs> but it's also it comes down to your trade selection. You're going to pick people that are mm. of that ilk. You know when you, but that's the advantage of doing ECI you're going to pick people that are going to make you look good as the builder. That's the advantage yeah. out of it.
1: Right. So that's the other thing with ECI. is, I mean, cause you mentioned client selection and hmm. something. Um,
0: I well, something not like the client selection, it's client selection plus, you know, it's also your, your subcontractor selection
1: for that yeah. client. Yeah. Like just, I guess, let's just say team, team selection yeah. Yeah. around a project. I mean, uh, I've learned in my, in my very short time in, in, in this industry, how, how much a um, uh, two projects completed com- uh, created completely equal with two different clients can create two separate, two Results. completely yeah, different yeah. experiences. Yeah, um, you know how enjoyable it is, how profitable the job is. Yeah, you know all those things. It's it's incredible. Yeah. Um, so is that is that sort of what you're really going for? Is with the estimating and the and the procurement is let's just let's let's scale let's scale it back in terms of throwing out quotes. Mm-hmm. But make sure we're getting, we're providing a really quality tendering process yeah. and, and experience. I'm sure the experience is much better, like yeah. for the client, and you're getting more accurate pricing. They're getting more accurate pricing. Yeah. you can. They they naturally appreciate what you guys are doing because it's like we're working together to bring this project to life. Yeah, and
0: in the yeah. process of doing the ECI, you basically built the house in your head. You know exactly how you're going to do it before you're even starting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that, so that ECI process, is that run with you guys and the estimating team directly and, and, and the PMs don't get involved? No, so we will see,
0: we, Adrian and I see the process through from estimation through the DLP to DLP, so involved from start to finish. Yeah. What does DLP
1: mean? Defect liability period. Defect liability period, okay. Yeah,
2: yeah so, I mean, you know, in terms of pre-contract signing, mm. it'll be, you know, us and the estimating team. Post-contract signing, it'll be us and the project delivery team. Which will take it all the way to the end of DLP. Yeah. Yeah. Um and yeah, it seems to work well. So I mean, we're always client facing um from start. Client facing to, and yeah. architect facing. Yeah. Both. Yeah. 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 Do you do you prefer jobs where the
1: where you're just solely dealing with the architect, or do you like to be dealing with the client as well, or more so the client directly?
0: I probably prefer dealing with the architect directly. It cuts out a lot more of the emotion. Um, Definitely, yeah. We find what we've found in the past doing client direct projects. There's obviously emotion coming from us because it's you know our finances and their finances. It's good having the architect involved because it you know that's that
1: middle ground. The superintendent basically as uh, as uh, yeah, brought forward in the contract. Yeah. So yeah, much prefer that process. Do do you find that um and don't say anything if you don't want to? Yeah. But do do you find that architects aren't actually looking out for the best interest of their clients in the in, in, in a lot of the, the decisions that they're making? Well, you answer this one.
2: Uh, I'd say to def- define that question when you say in the best interest of their clients, mm. um, what do you like as in aesthetically, financially, or you know, or well, do you think they've got their own emotion in the project? Well, like, in, in, in
1: terms of, um, I, I in, in terms of, I guess, well, w- what is project success? So I guess, yeah. I, I guess, um, uh, whatever, you know, so what's best for the client is, is making the decision that's going to increase the probability of project success. So I guess the question is, well, I mean, what is project success? I mean, that would vary job yeah, yeah, to yeah. job. Um, I guess... You know, like, would would one architect pick a builder versus another builder because there would be less administration for them?
0: I reckon that's like the builder probably more on the relationship and yeah. and the trust. Trust yeah. is obviously a big thing. They know that what they know that what they're designed is what yeah. they're going to get.
1: Yeah, well, that's that's what I was saying before. Like, the value proposition for us to the architect has to be around security. Yeah, which is and, advanced, and they're, yeah. they're doing like in
0: theory we're a subcontractor of the architect so it's a matter of their if if they are going to go through the ECI process mm. they're picking us for a reason yeah because they know that we're going to be able to deliver that what their outcome that they're wanting to achieve for their client
1: mm.
0: yeah and that's obviously at the end of the day that's the most probably the most important yeah aspect
1: i mean their, their job is very difficult in terms of because. What you don't like about dealing client direct with the client sometimes? Yeah, they have to they have that. to cop on both. Yeah, things. and they're copying
0: cool. it from us as well. So, <laughs> yeah, in theory,
1: yeah, yeah. Have Go you ever had a, a have you ever had an architect ex, uh, accept responsibility or liability for something that's uh, for a design error? Occasionally, okay. Mm. Occasionally, do you do you hold that architect to high regard? I respect it. Yeah. 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 Massive. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 not really that. I mean, lawyers, accountants. I mean, which 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 professional outfit accepts liability and says, yep. "Sorry, we did something wrong." Yeah,
2: it's just it's just that. It's, yeah, it's a good point actually. It's yeah. just that, that. Have you ever had a lawyer say, "Oh no, sorry, I was stuffed up there." Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just the nature of. Um, Again, it's probably all the emotion that's that's in it that that mm. makes them accept that.
1: You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's they're they're playing a they're, they're making thousands of decisions mm. you know and you and it's a numbers game of course you, you know you, but that's why we, with my guys it's i just tell them make decisions just make decisions you yeah. know they're going to be wrong but just make them just like, and yeah, that's what we better say, to make that's, a decision yeah. yeah
0: that's what we do with our pms as well same yeah.
1: thing don't let things sit there and die or fall through the cracks yeah. just fucking just keep pushing it yeah yeah yep. what, so what, what like what are like what do you guys try to instill in the project management team i guess that's is that like the? Are they really the engine sort of really pushing things along? Would you say?
2: Yeah. Look, I mean, the, the PM is really the the engine mm. of the of the job, um, pushing everything along. And and as uh, equally, i uh, oh, yeah, equally the CAs as well because mm. they're doing the real grunt behind <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. yeah,
1: the stuff that the project manager doesn't want to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, when they're chasing me to sign a subcontract, yeah. it's a CA's doing it. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, and uh, what was I going to say? Yeah. So in terms of the PM, you know, just go out there, make decisions, have fun. Um, you know, it's it's keep building it positive, a house. Keep yeah. it positive. Keep, keep it positive. Yeah. Like building a house is stressful enough. Yep. Like, yeah. You know, like we don't want to be going to work being stressed out of our brains and whatnot. Like mm. remember to have fun. Like there's bigger things in life. And yeah. So let's know. let's speak to the dim culture. I, I, I guess how how would you
1: how, like, how do you guys see the, the culture at DIMPAD and sort of, or, or like, w- what do you want it to be or what are you working on? Just the culture.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, at the beginning, we'll kind of all work, 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 <laughs> let's work and let's work survival. Yeah. Survival. Yeah. 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 Um, we're kind of now, you know, we've got young families. A lot of the guys that work for us have got young families. So, you know, for us, a big thing is, you know, we don't work weekends. Um, you know, we don't work ridiculous hours. Like, there's bigger things in life than just work. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's probably, I guess, the core of our culture and is to have fun and, you know, build awesome shit, basically.
1: Yeah. And and so you – and one thing you said is your PMs are guys who came up yep. through the company. Yeah. So did they, Did most of them come up as carpenters or supervisors? Yeah, they, they all
0: started as a carpenter wow. at one stage and then that rolled on to – you know, a site manager and we would have done one or two projects and then the position b- became available and we always look to recruit someone or promote someone from within the business before we look externally.
1: Yeah. yeah. So what does that life cycle look like from being a carpenter to 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 becoming a project manager?
0: Our project managers, well, majority of our project managers have probably been with us for f- six years well, or I so. I was yeah. just thinking, yeah. like, yeah. two of
2: them are, like, employees number four and five. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. And one of them's. Was there was when we
0: and Adrian and I first started together. Mm. I mean, so that, he's been on and off with the business for probably nine years.
1: I mean, they're, they're in terms of culture. I mean, they're like uh, leaders in your organisation. Yeah, hundred percent. So yeah. the, it's uh, the culture is uh, as much as uh, it's is up to you. It's it's up yeah. to them as well. Yeah.
0: And we give like I like I was saying before. Like we will always look if we're going to promote someone, we'll always we'll put it out to within within yeah. the business first, and then. If they if they want to go for it, they go for it. And we
1: run it like a normal um interview process. Yeah. And we select from there. So you, can I ask like what do you like what you guys are looking for in those interviews and like what what um like what sort of things you guys are Yeah, you know, like like for, for example, in an interview, my first question is always like what are you looking for and what you like what your goals are. Like, what do you guys yeah, have certain things I mean, that you guys... I
2: guess, in terms of guys that are all, yeah. you know, currently with us, it's probably a bit different the process because we already know a lot about them. Yeah. It's probably more us explaining to them mm. what they're getting themselves into or potentially getting themselves into. Set the expectation. Into. Yeah. 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 Um,
0: it also depends on
2: the role that they
0: want within the business as well. Like, if we're promoting, if we're going for a site manager from, a, from somewhere else, obviously previous projects and so forth is. is Central and who we're going to hire. Um, but if we're looking to promote someone from within, someone that just wants to give a fucking crack, basically, mm. yeah, give it, you know, go, go, go for it. Yeah. That's the, that's the big thing for us. And that's PM, that's so, someone that goes from a site manager to a PM, you know, a carpenter to a site manager, or even just an apprentice that's been promoted into, you know, finish their apprenticeship. And that's a, big drive. Yeah. that's a big drive for us. Like a lot of people have been within our business for a long time.
1: Yeah. One thing I, I heard recently about um, like when when this guy was saying when he's hiring leaders or, or promoting leaders in this company, one thing that it looks for is is something that he calls unimpeachable character, mm. right? Someone who's honourable, someone who if you gave him a briefcase of money and said hold it, they wouldn't fuck around with it. Yeah. Things like that. Like, And I, I think that's so important in terms of, they are yeah, the exactly leaders right. in your company, yeah. Yeah, 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 and like the if the if the laborer sees the project manager do some dodgy shit, yeah, mate, that's like yeah,
2: well, yeah, fish fish rots from the head, basically, yeah, yeah. and
0: like a big thing with the uh, in terms of project management, a big thing is they've got a lot of client interface as well, so they've mm-hmm. got to be able to you know mm-hmm. hold, yeah. present hold a conversation, <laughs> um, you
1: know, just just general that. General, gist. Really. How do you train that? Because you can train emotional intelligence. You like can. how 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 do you do, can you share it all? Like sort of what what your conversations are with like a fresh project manager who's who, who's got who's starting to go to these client meetings and, and starting to write these emails. Like yes, wh- what are the principles it, and things? I
0: I, I sort of push, be yourself. Don't try and be someone that you're not. Just that be your natural self, and that will get you a long yeah. way. If you start trying to be someone that you're not. That's when you'll start to make mistakes, right? So yeah, just be authentic and be seen through, and, and people yeah. will see right through you.
2: Yeah. Um, and uh, what was I going to say?
1: You were, you were going to speak to um, what, what what you would say to a fresh project manager.
2: Oh, look, and I mean, most of them have already been on site. Well, all of ours, anyway, have been on site. In site meetings, already, you know, probably got one, two, three years of. You know, sitting down fortnightly in the Catching meeting up. and yeah. listening to what the PM saying. Yeah. Um. So they already understand. You know what that presentation aspect is like.
0: And the systems and how we run our meetings and so forth as well. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. And just yeah, be yourself. If you don't know, say you don't know. Ask. Don't, and put, yeah, don't ask. try pretend that you know. Um. That's a big one because you'll get caught out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So is that like? Do, do you guys focus a lot on sort of making sure that there's as little fear as possible in the culture? Like,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. We make we we make ourselves approachable. Mm. That's a big thing. If you got to, if you if you got an issue with any kind any kind of issue, you can always come and yeah
2: yeah. yeah it doesn't matter where you are in the yeah. business or anything. Yeah. So it's- no matter how
1: badly someone messes something up, yeah, they talk to you. Yeah, that's important, isn't yeah. it?
0: We make the, we, we, we're very clear on not making sure there's levels within the business. You know, yeah. a, a first-year apprentice can have a conversation on the phone to me for
1: 20, 30 minutes or it doesn't doesn't matter. Yeah. Do you guys do one-on-ones with, with, with the guys or? Yeah, every six months. Every six months. Yeah. Is that like a performance review or just yeah. like? Yeah, it takes a long time. <laughs> how do you? so and When there's 40 people to go
0: through, it takes a how, long
1: time. So how do you, could you just? I find this very interesting. Could mm. you run through your KPIs? I'm not sure if you do performance reviews for laborers, but let's just say if you do from your apprentices, from your laborers apprentices up to your project managers, like yeah. what do those KPIs look like in those reviews?
2: Uh, like we have a set of questions on you know on particular items on you know how they think they've performed over the last, few, you know, mm-hmm. and then any issues or anything, you know, what they, what Dimpat can do for them, not so much what they can do for us but what we can do for them. Mm-hmm. And how we can improve. Yeah. yeah. Which, is, which is a big one because I think for us it's very easy to say, oh, you should do this, this, and this, but what should we do? Yeah. You know, how do we improve? Mm-hmm. If, if no one's giving you that feedback. Like how do we make your you workday better? Yeah. I mean,
1: I, I really love that you guys have a formal uh Internal review process every six months. Yeah, I, I would. um I would just like to talk about. I, I guess, do you think you would benefit from 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 having more frequent one-on-ones, even if there were five minutes each, in terms of creating more feedback loops and more opportunities for improvement? We do
0: do. We do probably have you know, builder, project manager, site manager meetings every month. Yeah, for every project. Yeah, um, which is where we get feedback and where the jobs, the actual current job is at which is great. And we generally get the apprentices and whoever's on site to sit in on those meetings as well. So they understand, um, and we probably catch up with particular teams within the office, you know, we'd catch up with the estimating team weekly to see where the jobs are at and we get feedback there and we always ask the same, we always ask the same questions. What can we do Mm. to help you?
1: Yeah. I mean, because ultimately that that is your job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that is your job yeah. is to is to make sure that everyone is is as well equipped as possible. Yeah. It's people to management, do the, really. To do their jobs. Yeah. Because you, leveraging your time is a 1x thing. Leveraging 40 people's time is a yeah. 40x situation. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> situation. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, well, hopefully more because hopefully the cumulative efforts of everyone is create something magically enormous.
2: Yeah, get everyone <laughs> running in the same direction. Yeah. 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 You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, so like so, from a HR standpoint, forty people. Do you guys have? Do you guys use like like an external HR or internal HR or or just or do you? I mean, I I I sort of. Bevan's got no
2: hair.
1: I mean, I I, I, I'm sort of of the opinion. I mean, again, no experience running any sizable company. Yeah. That you should probably not have a HR department for as long as possible. Yeah.
0: Um, as we grew, it just naturally, one of us had to pick it up. And I think I just took the bull by the horns, and yeah, that's where it's it's just lumped onto me. So it's it's not an enjoyable job, but it, it's what needs to be done when you've got that many people, really. So
1: if there's an internal issue, two guys have a little bit of a tussle about something. Yeah. How do you how do you do you might again don't don't say anything you don't want to say. Oh, it doesn't. It hasn't. It hasn't come to anything. That hasn't. That hasn't eventuated. Yeah. So.
2: Again, I think, you know, we've got really good guys. Everyone's, you know, everyone's on the same page. You know, there's nothing kind of in that sense no. of HR. No. Uh, not a tussle is yeah. in like a punch on, yeah, but yeah, like but just, just disagreement, a disagreement. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think everyone works well together, funnily enough. Yeah, everyone, everyone's <laughs> an adult.
0: Yeah. Everyone's an adult. Yeah. Basically, Treat, you know, deal with it like an adult. Yeah. And if there is an issue, then obviously we'll sort it out. And if there is an issue yeah. between people on site, then we'll swap things around and we'll move people from job to job. It's just there's always a way. There's always there's always a way to sort that kind of thing out, really. But it has yeah. it hasn't happened very often, so luckily,
1: yeah. <laughs> so w- when you got forty people, which means um, uh, no doubt that there are people coming and going all the time, yeah. Um, so what, do you guys have like an onboarding process for when someone new comes or does it just sort of slot them into the team or?
0: Uh, we have a process that we've got when we get,
1: for instance, with apprentices, I naturally go
0: to people I know um, and avenues that I know, which is, you know, sort of local footy teams. We- oh,
1: sorry, I, I meant onboarding as in like once you've hired someone oh, and yeah. you, you sort of onboard them onto the team, do, do they just sort of come in and just, and start working?
0: we if, it, if it, it's, it kind of depends on the role chart like the, the if they're in the if, it, if it's an office-based role they'll just mm-hmm. come straight straight into it yeah if it's a site-based thing um with a site manager we'll try and get them working on with other other site managers naturally like and acting as that sort of floating carpenter role and so they can understand the systems within dimpat and yeah. how we run each one of our jobs before We'll just go, okay, here, here's a set of plans to a me another project. I can build it. Yeah. So it's not that's not a way that we like to do things. So yeah. we'd we'd naturally like them to understand how we operate as a business. And then after three what months, we're about yeah. There. And after three months, we'll get we'll sit down with them and go, okay, are you are you happy? Are you not happy? And we've always had people say they're happy. So and then, you know, then we'll sit down, we'll we'll spend a day with the PM mm-hmm. and the site manager in the office. And we'll go, this is the job, we'll break it down,
1: and then away we go. Yeah. That's all and, and that'll that requires a lot of energy, like in terms yeah. of yeah. onboarding someone and yeah, showing them everything and making sure that they understand what, what you're going to Yeah, is. HRs. <laughs> it does take up a lot of my time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you but naturally I do I I yeah. I don't yeah, I don't mind it.
1: Yeah. What, so, what's your sort of process in terms of letting go, like letting people go? Like, the, like what do you just? Is there a system where, like, like do you have like a like some sort of a system where, like, you'll you, you'll you'll talk to them and you, you'll make sure they understand where, where they stand and that their performance is lacking or or whatever the issue is, or is it? What, do you, is there
2: a process around that for you? Um, in terms of somebody who's not performing, or somebody is like, okay, I'm going to go like, do something else. Or, let's say
1: someone's underperforming.
2: In, in terms of yeah, poor performance, fortunately. We haven't had to deal with it much. Yeah. Wow. Which Again, it probably comes on to the onboarding and we are very particular on, on who we hire. Yeah. And that's probably why a lot of energy is spent. Doing, doing it. Doing it and, you know, making sure we get the right person to be. The right with. candidate for the role. Yeah. Yeah
0: unfortunately and we'll try and work with that person mm. really yeah. before it gets to the point where we have to fuck them off
1: yeah, yeah. i mean churns expensive and yeah difficult yeah. yeah yeah um so are you guys doing commercial work as well now yes in what capacity is that multi uh, yeah. is that multi rows or fit outs or
2: um so so uh, commercial we've, we've always had in the background so there's another director role and um, and he runs the commercial. It's kind of something we moonlighted with for a while. And then, uh, funnily enough, at the beginning of COVID, we decided, oh, let's, let's give it a crack. Let's, you know, actually push this. We started it. COVID. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> Bad timing. So, fortunately, um, you know, we we're able to, to mix that in with a couple of residential jobs. And now, commercial, you know, it's got its own team of um, four people. Um, two guys on site, uh, they're running, they've got five jobs at the moment. Yeah, four yeah. jobs. Mixed. Um, yeah, and it's mixed from fit-outs to multi-res.
1: Yeah. So is that is that like more of a sister company type situation or is it is it very much, are you guys very much involved as well?
2: Yeah, I mean, look, we, we meet up every week, or not every week, sorry, every fortnight and, and run through everything across Ooh. both businesses. Adrian's probably more involved in commercial mm-hmm. than I would be.
0: Do you guys like
1: that space?
2: Yes. Uh, I, I, personally, I really love the fit outs because I think they transcend exactly what we do in the residential space mm. in terms of, you know, quality and, and just nice looking, mm. <laughs> I guess, mm. um, where I guess probably more the multi-res is not because it's more churn and, you know, get it up and get you know, it right. get, yeah. get it done. Yeah. So what? Why doesn't the multi? So
1: I'm. I'm. I'm curious. So you would rather, you would rather build, six million dollar house than sorry six dollar six million dollar, Reno, than a six million dollar multi like four units in Richmond or something. Yeah, because
2: we're suckers for punishment.
1: Yeah. Mm. Are the are the margins naturally better on the
2: Reno? Uh no nah I would I would say the there's margins, more risk is, yeah. there's much more there's, risk there's higher risk yeah. mm. in the Renault
1: and uh, more management overhead yeah yeah, yeah. but again, but in I terms suppose. of the
2: delivery
0: and satisf- personal satisfaction yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it comes down to for probably more myself um I'm just yeah personally sure. I get more satisfaction out of, the, out of a delivery of a um. Mm-hmm. Out of a home project,
2: as opposed to a multi-res development. Yeah, yeah. and I think that that's important. You know, at the end of the job, you want to step back and go. Um, at the yeah, at the end of a job, you want to step back and go, wow, you know, look what we've built. Yeah, and you know, if I think if you're doing you know four tan houses out in wherever, you kind of don't get that same satisfaction. And and, and, sorry, and I shouldn't say that because I'm sure there is a lot of satisfaction in that. But in, in the space that we're in and where we've come from, is, for us, it's probably not.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, the reason I ask is, I mean, that that space interests me a little bit. Like, not four townhouses in Ringwood, mm. but like, if you, like, a, like a nice multi-res project um, where you're building, where you're doing moderate to very nice fit-outs in, say, yeah. five different yeah. apartments. Yeah. That you know, you're, you're resolving the, the, the design details once you're essentially managing it once in a little bit. It's from, from a joinery contractor standpoint, it, it, it kind of feels like a good point between mass, mm-hmm. which I can't compete on on price and crazy mm-hmm. high end, which you can only do so much of at a time because the management overheads are, are so high in terms of how yeah. much time you're putting into it. So that's, that's why I, I asked the question cause it's something that I'm thinking
0: about (laughs) yeah yeah but like the advantage that we've got with the commercial arm of the business is it's just another another avenue of work for us to explore so you know it's the same process we're doing the same systems as we got in the residential um business but we're it's just in a commercial environment so if you know for instance an architect's got a project um you know whether it's a cafe or it's just it's it's you know, we, we're we open. We're we're happy to do that kind of work because, yeah, you know, we we just like working for
1: the right people. Yeah, yeah. So, for you guys, it's it's um it's right now it's really about finding the right clients and the right
2: projects. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's residential, commercial, it doesn't
0: matter.
2: Hmm. We're kind of early days. It was, you know, what can we do? Yeah, you know, <laughs> scratching. We'll, we'll yeah. do what we can. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah.
1: Do you, do you see with the with the commercial side as well like let's say with fit outs it's they're they're quick they're generally less emotional generally better margins much better cash flow mm. is, it, is it a lot of those things as well yeah yeah it's a polar opposite to what naturally we're used to in the residential yeah. market
0: yeah that's where yeah and that's where, yeah, that's, where that's why robins
1: looks after that realm yeah it's yeah. it's, a, it's a different mindset is it? yeah 100 yeah. percent. yeah and
2: then, then that's his background
1: yeah as well so yeah because i know some of these i mean a lot of them are running like crazy like six week eight week programs mm-hmm. doing a lot of work as well not just like yep yep they're just not not allowed the time to to wait a couple extra weeks for joinery no. or yeah
0: no, whereas naturally we're trying to you know they're doing a two and a half million dollar house in 15 months it's very different Whereas they're doing a five hundred thousand dollars fit out in six weeks. Yeah,
1: different game altogether. <laughs> I want to get to some of these um, questions that people asked on on Instagram because there was a question that that related to that as well. Um, someone said, "How much money do you guys make a year?" We'll get to that later. <laughs> six six more beers and we'll ask that one. <laughs> um, so that they one thing they asked is. How do you guys track wages and salaries spent on your in-house workers for each job? So how, how, how do you, how do you track overhead expense or factor
2: that into project, um, accounting? Well, if, if, if you do, I guess for us, so we use a management system, um, that's called Procore, um, and that's, that's a, it's a beast of a software. Um, it's, I dunno if you know of it, yep, but we, yeah. Um, we use the, the contractor log your version the time. Yeah. yeah yeah um that manages, like everything from us and um you know our guys on site daily timesheets, um that gets tracked and it's almost you know you could say to the day but really you know for instance today by the end of friday um we know what we've spent for the whole week whereas give you know wine back
0: four or five years ago we used to have <laughs> all the subcontractors <laughs> and you'd be getting a monthly invoice and you budgeted for X amount of dollars, but it's coming with Y amount of dollars. And, mm. and then it was at that point where we sat down together and we said, all right, this is fucking, we're up to shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and, yeah, so that's when we decided to put everyone onto a, a salary based and we look after all our staff, and you know, we know each week what we're going to spend.
1: Oh, so the guy, are the guys like an hourly rate based or salary, salary based? Salary. Yeah salary okay so that so their time sheets are just telling you which jobs they work correct yeah
0: it's not for them yeah and it's also backtracking i guess for estimating as well yeah that's what it's used for so So then just
1: a a very micro question then so it's like do the other guys expected to do overtime sometimes or like is that a separate arrangement or that does just doesn't happen
0: we try to avoid it Mm. yeah but naturally you know naturally things pop up that need you need to stick around but you know predominantly most of the boys would be Packing up at three thirty. Just four do, do the eight hours, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right.
2: yeah, And again, it comes down to you know, we made a decision that we're not gonna do these although we still seem to, but yeah. you know, we didn't want everyone to be working all weekend and you know, long yeah. nights, long days, like Yeah, and know, we were in
0: with our construction programs, we are running construction programs for an eight hour day. Mm. Not not for not for longer.
1: Yeah. So, so do you, can you guys input in theories
0: probably over the last couple of years has lost his work? Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Clients will choose another builder for a month on the program. Yeah. I mean, h- how often do you guys see them choose a month on, the, on, on a program, or choose a program that's in, in your eyes, just, just not possible. Like, is that, does that happen or? Yeah, it
0: happens. Of course it happens. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, it happens. And and of you know, course, you're going to stick to your guns. You're not going to say, "Yeah, can
2: you, you got to." You can only do what you can do. Yeah. Again, I guess you know it's that perfect like project management triangle of time, time, cost, and quality. And if you pull those in, something else has to give. So yeah. if you're moving so quickly, you know something else is going to have to drop off. And is it quality or yeah, it's or cost? You know, yeah. so yeah,
0: we'd rather stick to what we're doing and the way we like and we we hot we're pretty steady on with our construction program and it like to
1: tinker with it too much. Yeah. Yeah. So essentially to answer the wise question, so you, so when you're estimating, you'll, you'll know sort of what your carpenter will cost you on that job that year, Yeah, you'll apply a margin to that and then apply your, your, your overall builders margin onto that. And you track that against the job yeah. as you go. Yeah. Um, now another question how do you make sure that your trades are looking at the drawings properly and making sure that they're building to the documentation? So obviously you know, we'll join us, we do shop drawings, for example, but how do you, but even sometimes we'll miss an architectural alignment where that island's meant to line up with a window jam yeah. or something. So like how, how, what, what do you guys do? I, mean, with, I guess, apart from over communicating, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> like obviously through Procore, we run like a, almost like a checklist for each trade. And it's basically it's a tick box, and it's a matter of the like account.
1: an internal checklist for your guys to do.
0: Yeah, site manager PM. So that component of the works comes up, it's gone through, it's ticked off. If it's if it's not ticked off, then it's a matter of the PM addressing it and getting that subcontractor to come back mm. to fix it or or, yeah. or even do that component.
1: What about like before they they're on site? Like, is do you guys take a lot of measures, or is it more of a checking things? In a in a purchase order, we would outline the scope of works mm.
0: for that subcontractor. Because they don't read that, do they? Well, they should <laughs> be signing it off. They should, in theory, Charlie. Mm. They should be reading it, not just signing it. Mm.
1: So, um, what about guys just trying to like weasel out of shit? Oh, I didn't allow for that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, That's, that happens
0: every day. I didn't yeah. allow. I didn't <laughs> allow
1: for that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it happens every I day. I mean, again, that comes down to subcontractor selection. <laughs> like in early days, used to get that a lot. But then- Early days. and still happens. <laughs> and, yeah, it still happens, but yeah. probably
1: less. Who's the, the worst? People. Is it the plumbers or-
2: oh, It's the joiners. Do- <laughs> <laughs> um, I wouldn't
0: say there's a worse trade.
1: Come on, mate. The scope creeps most on the joinery anyway. So. <laughs> um, yeah, that's- yeah. Just just have just have, have, checklists and processes. Yeah, and, and, and
2: many eyes over communicate it. Communicate and mm.
1: select good subbies mm. who have a track record of allowing for everything. Yeah, <laughs> and
2: obviously we you know, also you do. Don't, we you don't always get everything right either. Like, you know, it's it's about, you yeah. know, okay, if a mistake's happened, why has that happened? How do we make sure it doesn't happen again? Mm. Yeah. Is, is the key. Yeah.
1: Another good one. Um, what's the current state of architectural documentation? Is it well-coordinated or not? I mean that's a general fucking question. There's you've seen great and you've seen shit, I like. But did an, arch, it, did an architect ask? I, I, <laughs> no, I, I don't know who this guy is yet. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, I would say, uh, you know, everyone's time poor yeah. at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so the I guess, it's probably degrading the documentation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sense of coordination and, but it just also depends on the architect as well. Some are better than others.
1: Mm. I'm going to shout out, um, Davidov. I saw the best set of joinery plans recently. Mm-hmm. I was very impressed by their, by their, um, detailing on a lot of the things. Yeah, It's good. Like they like, really thought about, you're looking at me like, uh, you've experienced different or something. No, like, yeah, <laughs> no. I'm, I'm just, I'm talking <laughs> shit.
2: No, I'm just yeah, interested, yeah. Like, you know, what, 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 what did they do that made you go, wow.
1: Like. Oh, I'll show you guys later. But like, for example, mm. they had like a cable entry for a desk. Mm. that was very well thought out.
2: Yeah, and it would,
1: it would, and and even if that panel exactly wasn't meant to cover the other one, it's like the intent is remarkably clear. It's not purely just a DNC. You work it out mm. because uh, I, that's that's what a lot of it is. It's a, mm. it's a this is what we're trying to achieve. It's like it's, this is the intent. Okay. This is the intent. You work it out. Mm. Like this is a. It's no different to. Having a render and saying, "Go build it," mm. right? Um, but but you think that's because that just architects are time poor? Well, they're also we're also probably now
0: building things that were done peak COVID. Mm. You know, and people were working from home, consultants were working from home, we were working from home, we we're pricing from home. Yeah, it's you know it's recipe for disaster. That's, really, yeah,
2: that's very valid.
1: Yeah. It's, it's it's harder to call
0: and everything it, right? and obviously people are also dealing with their home life and kids and family and this and that and they're trying to juggle that and teach their kids at the same time plus designing homes for clients you know there's just so many potential issues <laughs>
1: <laughs> potential. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mate, you guys are too politically correct. <laughs> you guys are like the the TV hosts in mainstream media. <laughs> um
2: better get the makeup done
1: and yeah, put the screen on. Um oh. <laughs> it's another difficult question. What's one thing you guys wish architects would do, but you better don't wanna, but you don't want to ask them to do? <laughs> better coordinated drawings? Better coordinated nah. drawings. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, I mean, you're building. You're, that's what you're building off the drawings. Like. Yeah. And if the and if it says one finish there and another one there, it's that's that's a lot of time and there's that's it's a lot of potential for yeah. mistakes. And then addendums to plans, and then you're tracking all these different drawing sets, and then it's.
0: I'd probably more say revise this, but not. I thought more drawings. It's probably more their specifications are too general. The old Nat spec, yeah, the old cut paste mm. specification, mm. Ah. is the big one that I find a lot
1: that. But isn't it not the specification thing a lot of it's just like, uh, I guess, a, a lower level of understanding around construction or built construction methodology. But that's where the ECI helps, is because yeah, it, but you've got to, to, you
0: you to refine it to the project that you've written them for. Yeah, not just a generic cut paste,
1: but. But what what I would argue for them is their client doesn't care, as in like they're not incentivized to do no, it because no. the clients are paying them. You aren't paying. Yeah, it. but theoretically the specifications outweighs the architectural drawing. Well, you which is what can catch you out, right? So, the, so, the spe, so, so the specs, so specs take, the specs take precedent over yeah. the drawings, but because the clients, who, which client actually looks through the specs. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're not, we're not going to, if there's a little typo there or if saying yeah. it doesn't, or if it oh. says the address of the other job, the client won't see it anyway. Yeah.
2: So I've seen that a lot recently. Mm. Wrong address on the spec sheet. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah that happens a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so just. And maybe standardization. So all specs fixtures and all that kind but of. but it's
0: also probably keeping yeah, up with shares. current day regulations as well like I mean, regs have changed a lot um, you know and yeah a lot of specs haven't no nah, it's pretty I don't know, it's just yeah it's a bit of a tough one just keeping up with codes is another thing as well in terms of the, their design
1: one thing with with the codes is um I, I've, um I found I find it bizarre how difficult it is to access Australian standards isn't that really weird
2: yeah, free, free the Australian standards. Free the Australian a, standards,
1: yeah. baby. Like, what are we doing? Mm. You can download the BCA. That's it is. It is like,
2: yeah, it, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. That, you know, you've got all these Australian standards that you have to purchase. To,
1: that's why I downloaded them all at Union. and yeah. fucking printed them. <laughs> 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 See, I move, downloaded move them.
2: them, but I didn't print them and then they expired. So. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I've got to ask this you guys are builders which, which kids are producing the best um, construction management? Graduates. Oh, wait. Which unis? Well, but you guys don't hire out of unis.
2: No, we don't, but RMIT. RMIT, baby. It produces the best, allegedly. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't
1: know. <laughs> which TAFE do you go to? Uh, I, went Glen?
0: to no, no, I went to
1: NMIT, Heidelberg. RMIT, NMIT. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's part of the same family, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yep. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, look, I don't know. Like, I guess in terms of unis, there's really, you know, RMIT and what's but the one? Shul-
1: surely your, surely your CAs, like where do your CAs come from? They come up as carpenters as well.
2: No, so our CAs is a university and it's Monash, isn't it? The one in Geelong. Yeah. 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 They're both out of Geelong. Yeah. Geelong. Okay. Um, they're good. <laughs> Shout out, guys! <laughs> Keep up the good work. Yeah. So what? What? Um,
1: like, what are you guys working on at the moment? Like, like, what are you guys excited about?
2: Go, you're, you're, you're the one with the new <laughs> jobs. I've got what's got <laughs> you relics.
1: What's got you excited?
2: Uh well, we've in, we've
0: been sort of sitting around a sort of anywhere from ten to twelve projects. Probably for the last sort of, say, oh, what, two to three years. Mm. We're now, and the average project value is at around $2 million. Um, we're probably set up more for a larger scale job. And it's. Yeah, that surprises me that it's mm, around $2 million.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I would have thought. And we're,
0: like, I, I guess in terms of our budgeting and so forth, we are probably losing money on prelim because we're overspending to run the job better um and now we're sort of looking towards as I, if you'd say 12 months from now we're probably going to be taking on less projects but our average would be around the three and a half to four so which has probably j- naturally happened with you know consistent work ongoing job to job to job to job to job with you know a few different firms and you know delivering for them they are not and we were sort of working working with them on the next project whilst building that one through that whole ECI process, ECI process or negotiated contract or uh, along those, along those lines. um, You know, and then they can see that we're, you know, our administration's really, really good. And they're naturally, that's what's probably exciting us a bit more is the you know, sheer size of the jobs that we've got coming up.
1: Yeah. And are, are there any like people in, in the industry or, or, or Whether it's other companies or people, or that you guys sort of look to and think like these guys are doing a, a really amazing job, or or you guys are learning from. Um, not obviously. obviously there's
0: yeah, there's people that we look at yeah. in terms of what are they doing and so forth. You naturally that's what every builder, I yeah. guess, would be doing. But I think we try and focus a lot on what we're doing. Ourselves as opposed to what others are doing and trying to match what others are doing, yeah. we'd rather focus on what we're doing and make sure what we're doing is correct, and focus on that. If that makes, if that kind yeah. of makes sense. No, it
1: does. Yeah. And not, uh, not yeah,
0: not look, worry about externally what others are doing and trying to pick up what others are doing. Um, yeah.
1: So, what was there anything else that you guys wanted to talk about? Like, was there anything that you wanted to uh, to discuss,
2: whether it's about the impact or the industry or otherwise? I didn't even think about that. Um, no. I don't know. Have you got anything?
0: Well, how, uh, how are you finding it, Charlie, being someone
1: new-ish, I
0: guess?
2: New.
1: Yeah, in the industry.
0: Define that. Define
1: how New. you. Oh, uh, my bit, plot joinery has been gone for two years. Mm-hmm. And have you found Ask that you? with COVID mm. and so forth? Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, it's all I've known, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess I, I did. I, I mean, at the start it, I, with COVID, I mean, I was saying to someone, you know, if I'm being completely, completely honest, everyone's crying about cost of goods, but I don't think that's the main problem for us. Okay, mm. so we've we probably had 25 percent increase in cost of goods. Yep. But our, but, but our cost of goods as our overall cost reduction is probably only in between 30, maybe 50 percent. Mm. It's the it's 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 the resulting supply chain issues. I mean, you you you're holding jobs longer. Yeah. You're cash flowing jobs earlier and longer, and you're going back to jobs more times than you need to. Like yeah.
2: Because yeah, you don't have all the any, parts, trip, essentially. any trip. Any yeah. trip to a job
1: is five hundred bucks at mm. least. Yeah. Like yeah. that's. I, I think that's the, and then the, the 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 management overhead and burden that places, on your scheduling and. Like if cabinet makers pre COVID were struggling with scheduling, mm. yeah.
2: Look at it now. Yeah. yeah. Like, All right, so then, so then, for you, mm. what's your perfect job? What's your perfect scenario?
1: I don't know. Like someone who wants to pay a shitload of money for white boxes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I
2: mean,
1: oh, perfect job. Um. Good. Good. Yeah, I I think a good, um, so like an interesting enough job that, that means that we can charge a good margin and be competitive because for, for really basic jobs, we're, we're not competitive. So we're competitive enough, competitive enough on pricing. And then hopefully we can retain margin through beneficial factors, like a great project team on the builder side uh you know great documentation and 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 and, and an architect who plays ball and, and, and wants to work with us to make it work um yeah I'd, I'd say those those three things no supply chain issues
2: no well you can't control yeah. that right <laughs> You, can't, you but, can't. but it's the perfect job so
1: okay well yeah i mean the then it's it's nothing that needs to be pressed up nothing that we're waiting for from interstate nothing that you know, yeah, yeah. All those just, just your classic. You place your order before two p.m. and it shows up the next day. Mm, mm. That's handy. Those yeah, days yeah. are gone. <laughs> that's handy. You mm. know, that's really handy. Yeah, because then, no, it's, it's it's not just not getting it. It's you're ordering and you've got to go through twenty alternatives before you can find something that you can actually use.
2: Mm.
1: And that whole process, probably like when architects review drawings, nice and quick, and they provide good feedback and just just, just yeah, those yeah. things yeah good uh, you know, good payment terms
2: and then so plot in five years mm. what does it look like the classic question yeah
1: yeah no so five years wouldn't be a fucking solid business not a big business like five million bucks or something mm-hmm. like not a big five, $5 million bucks um and 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 we're and a, a five million dollar high margin business so five million bucks making thirty percent million million and a half a year And, and our our brand is going to be at a stage where we're going to be able to leverage off it to, to venture into some other things. Okay. That's where we're going to be. And then, and, and, and at that stage, we're going to have leaders in the company who can run it, uh, yield that high margin, uh, and, and, and deploy that into other endeavors. Interesting. Sounds good. What what about for you guys? What about for you guys? So you guys will go from making a million and a half a year each to making (laughs) twenty two million dollars.
0: I wish. Um, I think naturally the naturally would be to go down the development path, Um, but that's
2: let's talk about that. That's how builders go broke, man. (laughs) Yes. Quintessential to a to a broke builder. Hey, we'll just
1: we'll just use the funds from this claim on on. (laughs)
2: I think you know. I think there's a big market for quality developments. Well, that's. And I think it's really yeah. untested as well. Yeah, because the classic developer will do run of the do, do, do do run of the mill, really yeah. quite nice stuff, but nothing the tier that we do.
1: I mean, if you yeah. look at if you, if you want to talk quality of developments, look at what Agushi is doing. You know, haven't seen it. A yeah. Have you heard of a Gucci? very Gushy. Um that's all he does is just build hectic houses and sell them. Mm. And he's a builder. I think he he's even done a couple of DNCs. Like where he where mm. um but he'll get like a workroom or something to design yeah, it. To design it up and he'll he'll mm. build it. And like he like in terms of quality like he did one in on Kuyong Road, I think, eight years ago sold it for 10 at the time and then the client sold it for 14
2: like three years later mm. so i think so that's is, just, is that's just a residential market isn't it
1: um i think i think the value uplift reflected a little more than than mm. than, than what the market did yeah. um but i'm also a bit of a fanboy because bear helped me a little bit when i was 18 and, yeah yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and 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 things like that um uh, I, I'm putting it out there. I'd love to get him on the show. He's mm. ignored me. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Bear. Come on, Bear. Yeah.
0: I think, like, I think, obviously, naturally,
1: keep doing what we're doing because mm. we're actually enjoying it. So, but can, can you speak to the development? Like, I, I'd i love to – because, like I said, would you guys do DNC? And that doesn't make sense. And I, I agree it doesn't mm. really make sense. But the development thing does make sense because, like, I've said to um, – uh, Another builder, I said, all the bullshit you deal with in your client relationship. Yeah. If you do your own development, you harvest that as net margin. Yeah, yeah. All that time, all that management overhead, all the RFIs, all the variations, all the blah, blah, blah back and forth that you do. Yeah. That's at least 2% of your project costs right? Yeah, yeah. Like one the or two. Time, man, at yeah. least one or two percent of yeah. your project costs, You harvest that as net margin. Mm. On your own development.
2: Mm. Well, let's do it, Charlie. Come on! <laughs> what are we waiting for?
1: So, in five years, where I'm making <laughs> 1.5 million, and you guys are making 86 million, I'll be a minority stakeholder <laughs> at yeah, no. in the development.
2: In five years, we'll come to you for the loan for the development. No, yeah, no. Exactly.
1: Don't 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 toy with a boy with <laughs> dreams. Yeah. Um. Yeah,
0: that's for the I
2: think that's it. Probably grow commercial a bit more.
0: Yeah. You know naturally that will yeah. grow you yeah. know it's just a matter of keeping a good a control of that growth mm. and that's so it doesn't get too out of control too quickly that's probably the big thing for us in terms of focus um which is probably a similar path to what we did with residential like we could have taken a jump probably four or five years ago and we decided not to at the time because we didn't think that we were set up or ready to do that next tier of work. So now we're confident in what we've got and what we've set up and we know that we can deliver that level. So it's a matter of doing the same process and the same system with commercial. So naturally, you're still here in five years' time. Yeah. You're not <laughs> in a toilet. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I guess final question for me would be who, who should get in touch with Dimpact? whether it's clients people who want to work with you or, 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 like what who, who what's the archetype like what like who who, who should get in touch with Dimpat I
0: think naturally people that want to work on you know high end quality projects in terms of if, if it's a staff based thing um have fun and people that want to enjoy coming to you work. know enjoy coming to work or enjoy the process of building or enjoy mm-hmm. and looking for someone that will build them Something that's beautiful, and we'll try and make it a fun process. Like we understand that, you know, a lot of the clients that are coming to us are spending a, you know, are spending a fair amount of money, and you know, it's probably the biggest expense they're ever going to have in their whole life. So, we naturally are trying to make it a smooth, enjoyable, enjoyable process as we can. Yeah, and that's naturally what we're trying to do because we want to come to. We wanna to come to work and enjoy it. I don't want to come to fucking work and hate what I fucking do. And be stressed out. And be stressed out. out. Like I I'm we're trying to set up a business. A, it
1: it sounds like you went through a few years of that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I wanna early days we did. Early days it was, you know, it's tough. It's tough starting. Mate, it's a tough. It's, I I, I know, just started. It's yeah, tough. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a grind. You gotta get yeah, through
0: to get, yeah. get through it. And Personally. I think <laughs> I think luckily now we're at a point where we can be a little bit selective, but it's a matter of, you know, it's, you know, picking the right client to work with us. And naturally every project that we do with an architect is easier every time we work with them, cause you know, the details that they want, um, you know, this, the way they like to operate in, they know, they, they know the way that we operate and it makes it a very, makes it a much smoother process each time.
1: It makes a lot of sense. Mm. I, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. I mean, I guess I'll, I'll just, just in closing, share sort of like what Dimpat means to me. I, I like Sort of as growing up as a kid, I always wanted to be a builder, right? So as a kid aspiring to get into the architectural game, you look at Instagram pages, you look at, you see your Agushis, you see your Dimpats and Visioneers and LBAs. And, and I do, in, at least in my in my mind, sort of growing up as a, you know, like kids read comic books, you know, like I, I looked at builders, right? So that, like you guys were definitely in that in that space for me. So I just want to say I I, I appreciate that.
2: No. Thanks, to, yeah. thanks, Thanks for watching us. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Charlie. Yeah.
1: That's it. That's the show. Beautiful. See you next time. Thanks, guys.